Hello, hello. We are first time I be starting this off, so we are waiting on Leah. Hold tight. There she is. You got to click a button, Leah. Hold tight, we got to get our very special yeah. guest on. There she is. <laughs> the Phenom. Oh, boy. Here we go. The Phenom is in the house. Here we go. We should we, we should name the uh, podcast uh, world record holder and just a regular, regular guy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> At least, at least for once, I have the biggest total on this uh, thing for at least a couple weeks. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I had, to get you, I had to get you on before you out-total me. Oh, oh, is that what this is about? That's the <laughs> so whole you can deal. just drag me on Instagram live. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I just want you to know that I have a bigger total than Leah. For now. What's up? What's up? My phone's blowing up. My phone's my phone's blowing up all day. All day. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about? Yeah, that's right, Jimmy. Kate, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kate. <laughs> um, I'm going to get mine while I can. Let's talk about some. All right. So, so my so so, so uh, Chris is on vacation. Uh, believe it or not. <laughs> He's been busy busy on vacation, but we're not going to drag him on uh, drag him on here. Um, so me and Lee are going to keep it rolling. Uh, episode twenty something of State of the Union, sponsored by the Go Hard Barbell and Bergen County Barbell and Wicked Wolf Beard Co. Um, thank our sponsors. Um, we have the uh, ever strong Leah Reichman here. So. You know, we're going to talk about uh, speed, speed squats the whole episode because Chris hates speed squatting, so we're just going <laughs> to talk about the importance of speed work. <laughs> I think that that's a really good idea. We should definitely talk about the importance we're of... <laughs> we're not All the allowed to talk about speed squatting when Chris is here, so we're just going to talk about speed squatting only. <laughs> I'm here for it. What's up? What's up, boy? <laughs> Chris is going to get fired up and try and get in here. We're not going to let him. <laughs> I hope he's watching right now. Um, so, speed he's squats. Yet. I I do have be... two questions. I do have two questions for you. So let's. Yeah. And I don't want to. I know you. I know you're a busy lady, so I don't want to keep you on too long. So we'll talk about speed squats first, and then we'll get to questions. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. So. So, Leah, I Leah think... and I are, are big are big squ speed squat fans. Um, yeah, we have this conversation it. a lot. We have this conversation a lot about, you know, to squat or not to speed squat. And I think you and I, you may remember the numbers a little better than I do. We talked about... Yeah, 
Um, we talked about how many all-time world record holder squatters do speed squats versus how many who do not. And do you remember the number? The numbers off the top. It was on the women's side. It was like it was like sixty percent. It was over sixty percent, and then the men's side. Well, no, it was over seventy percent. In the men's side, it was like over over fifty. I think closer to sixty. So yes. So I mean, typically people who I mean. So I think why what the point that people are not understanding with speed squats is what they are used for. Um, yeah you're moving some maximal weight maximally like a max effort movement so you're moving that optimally and that essentially generates more power that's right, right. um <laughs> and Aaron, aaron's on here aaron's on here so we're gonna get in trouble now <laughs> aaron don't tell chris <laughs> um so I mean, what, do you, what is your input about the about yeah. speed squatting? Uh, I mean, so, so my opinion of it is, is that I think that people, I think people miss, I think that there's a, a misconception. I can't hear you, Andy. Hey, you're going to have to say yeah. all of that over again right. because I didn't hear yeah, so, any of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, the positive, you know, I, I think a, a misconception of people speed squatting, and it's something that I see a lot of issues with, is that they they do it too light. And it's, it's you know, it's like Louie always says, you can't throw a wiffle ball through a window. You know what I mean? It's got to be heavy enough to make change. It's got, and it's it's the hardest thing that I do every every week. Um, right. Unequivocally. That's right. That's right, Lloyd. Um, I think that it's got to be – mine's usually 50, 50, 55, and 60 plus at least 30% band or chain. Most of the time it's closer to 33% because it's just the way that, that, that it plays out with my stuff. Um, the rest period really short. I try and keep my my form really tight, and it's, it's you know, it's it's the volume that, that I feel like brings up my squat form. It's the volume that I think brings up my muscles, and again, it's the hardest thing I do. I do every week. I can certainly understand, um, you know, th there's a lot of guys who have gone away from it. Like, we talk about, like, Hoff may not be a speed squatter, but he has speed squatted probably more than 99% of the people in powerlifting. You know, he Absolutely. might run his, his a little bit different. You know, I know, I know that that the night crew kind of run a little bit different squat cycle where they're, you know, they're not maxing out on squat every week. They're kind of. You know, moving bars around like that. So it's, it's different, but all of those guys trained at West side and all of those guys speed squatted at some point when they're at West side until they found something different. So I think, people that speed squat and don't know what they're doing and going too light, then that's worthless. I think people who speed squat with terrible form is worthless. I think people who, 
who don't speed squat close to competition standards is not of value to them. Um, and then I also mm -hmm. think that people that speed squat too heavy is, is a lack of value to them. Like there, there's a specific uh, wheelhouse that, that it gets in there that I think is, is where, where the work gets done. And yeah. I think most people are going to benefit from moderately heavy weights for, high, for moderate to high volume. Like that's where I think changes get made, um, you know, training wise, um, you know, and, and a big thing I think is to get you in shape and you got to be in shape to lift big weights. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. I agree with you. I think that the dynamic lower days are definitely my hardest training days. Um, you know, the ones where I'm absolutely, you know, putting in more time. It's the longest training day too. Um, and I think that it has been very beneficial to a conditioning B to build my squat and C it makes me more explosive and powerful, you know, yeah. training conjugate since, um, forever, like since I started powerlifting, yeah. um, you know, I've always done speed squats and just to look back from a year ago or two years ago, how, you know, more explosive I am, how I am able to push heavier weight at faster speeds. Yeah, you know, you get stronger, but I think that there is something to say about the number of people who have all-time world records who do speed squats. Yeah. Um, I also think that people may uh, be confused about what exactly speed squats are, like you said before. If you are doing eight to 10 reps of, you know, three squats or eight to 10 sets of three squats, two to three squats at a submaximal weight, and you're trying to move it fast, that's a speed squat. Yes. Speed squat. You know, so you see people who want to say, hey, yeah, you can, uh, you can, yeah. you can call it, you can call it whatever you want. But if you're, if you're taking something in the 65 to 90 range, and you're doing it for multiple sets, and you're trying to move the bar, like you can call it compensatory acceleration, you can talk, call it volume work, but if it's moderate weight with short rest, as and you're trying to move the bar as fast as possible, which if you're squatting, benching, deadlifting, you should be trying to move the bar as fast as possible. The only thing that slows the bar down is the weight on the bar. Absolutely. Um, and it, you can call it whatever you want, but it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And, you know, same with speed bench and speed pools you call it whatever you want same concept you're trying to move submaximal weight optimally you want to move it fast you want to move it correctly um <laughs> dan <laughs> what do you want to talk about dan <laughs> but no i think uh, that, that is a uh, misunderstanding what dan i got my pre-workout right here hold on buddy black, Just black you, coffee man. and adderall Here's my pre-workout, Dan, and my intro workout right here for you. <laughs> nice shit was, to be honest. <laughs> we get so much done. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an interesting topic, and I know everybody feels a certain type of way about it. But, well, I also, I also know. think, I also think that, like, I think that, like, I, I don't even know if I should have an opinion because, 
like, I mean, I guess I squatted 900 pounds, so I guess you get to have an opinion when you squat 900 pounds, maybe. But, like, when I didn't have a big squat, I just shut up and did what Louie told me to do because Louie knows more than I do. You know what I mean? And, like, some of these people, I just, like, like, if Chris says, like, I'm not going to speed squat, it doesn't do me any good, like, okay, man, well, you just squat 1160 at 242, so whatever works for you, man, Yeah, good on you. But, like... You do have, like, some genetic freaks like Chris who we get it like you don't really if you're you're fast in general then yeah then you need to work on what you need to work on you know what i mean and that's you know and 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 it's also like you got to forget there's a huge base between what what somebody you know like chris i know more about what chris does than i do most people because he's my best friend but like he's done a lot of lower intensity high volume squats for 10 years you know what i mean he's a college athlete like he may not need it you know what i'm saying maybe maybe i do you know, and, and believe it or not, that when, when I when I moved over to the conjugate training, Chris was the one's like, yeah, I think some speed box squats would do good for you. I remember that conversation. He doesn't admit that, but and then I turned into Captain Conjugate, and you know, now he tells me to stop speed squatting. I tell him I can't hear what he says, but you know, I I think that people miss out on on what it is and what the goal of it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I will tell you that if you if you're if you're not a high level lifter, if you're not a a, a very 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 high level lifter and you can't recover from 24 squats at give or take 70 percent on a friday and then do nine reps of something heavy on monday then you're out of shape and that's a problem that needs to be addressed and a good way to address that would be speed squats (laughs) i mean that that's And one of the biggest things that I've noticed with my clients is like they will tell me when they trained the other way versus conjugate, when it was deadlift time, they're sucking wind. And now when you force them to get in shape and then lift weights, they're like ready to deadlift. And then they do a, a then they're able to, to do a really, you know, to, 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 to have a better deadlift and close out the meat better and feel more confident at the end of the meet because they're in shape. Because most people just stand around, play with their phone, don't do any accessory work, you know, take an hour to squat and then leave 24 right. squats two sections <laughs> <laughs> oh, well i'm certainly not gonna argue, i'm certainly not gonna argue with you dan yeah dan i i uh <laughs> you're one of those guys i'm not gonna you're you talking know, to the guy who five 765 then takes his uh puts a belt on takes his dip out and then puts regular lifting shoes on and then squats a thousand and then leaves mm-hmm. <laughs> a little, yeah. little bit different type of <laughs> type of dude. Yeah, so I, yeah and, and, and and like this is the other thing too is like you, you need to dedicate yourself to something basic and get good at basic stuff before you just start going off like if you're if you're trying, I'm not hating on Chris. Like if you train with Chris, like Chris knows what he's doing, and he knows how to program you very very well without having speed squats as a part of your program. He also does things differently with his lifters on the way that they the way that they work up and the way that they go through stuff. And I know that because I've had him coach me before, you know. And and you know they're getting volume on the way up to their max effort stuff, and that's like that's that's how and that works very well for his lifters because his lifters do really well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I think a lot of people. Um, you know, if you're coaching yourself or you're looking, you know, for something to, to kind of a template to follow, I think that, that, um, that speed squat, you know, the, the West side template and, and you utilizing that, um, is going to 
benefit most, if not everybody, especially that are novices or beginners, you know, and, and maybe if you're at the top level of the sport, Hey, you know, you kind of know how to, you, you've learned how to roll with the punches and doctor your programming as best you can. And that's, that's completely understandable because nobody's going to be doing like Dave Hoff's not doing the same shit he was doing five years ago. Certainly not doing the same stuff he was doing when he was 21 years old, you know, but the notion that you need to be doing what Dave Hoff's doing right now, or what Chris Delafob's doing right now, or what Leah's doing or what Dan's doing, like you need to be doing what they were doing when they were squatting 600 pounds, because if you're squatting 400 pounds, not what they're doing to squat. So that's my thought. Do you have any closing thoughts on the speed squatting and speed deadlifting? I mean, even to working with high schoolers and coaching these high schoolers, like they, are benefiting from doing these speed squats. So you can start at literally any level with any athlete and, you know, to have them do dynamic effort type of work, you know, they're, they're jumping higher. It's, they're squatting. It's, it's scalable. You know, it's scalable. Yeah, exactly. And that, exactly. That's, you can have a 600 pound squat or a 900 pound squat and a 400 pound squat are doing the same program. Um, that's a really good question, Dan. I have never tried a pause squat in gear, only, only raw. Um, but I do see a benefit with them for raw, especially if people have trouble maintaining position in the hole or coming out of the hole. So I definitely think that pause squats are very beneficial as well, especially, um, not this bullshit and I'm squatting actual pause. What are you thinking? Like five seconds? It, yeah, people people seconds? call a squat they don't bounce a pause squat. Like, yeah, I paused it. Like, no, you just didn't bounce it. That's not a pause squat. But yeah. uh, to answer your question, Dan, I I, uh, I rotate three week cycles with my lifters that are raw, and uh, one three week cycle they'll do box squats. The next three week cycle they'll do pulse squats. Similar percentages. Yeah. I generally won't do pulse squats against AR, and it'll be a little bit heavier, and it won't be like it won't be. 12 doubles it might be five triples because i feel like the mm -hmm. time under tension is higher if they're actually pausing and i want them to pause correctly so i'm, I'm going to shave about about call it 30 percent off because they're going to be spending a little bit more time in the hole you know whereas instead mm -hmm. of like down and up on the box it's going to be down pause up pause like that type of deal but i i add that in and i kind of got that from you know talking to some different people about what what people do differently versus for raw people versus um in gear because i think it's good for them and and one thing to touch on you talked about the high school students that time under the bar is is really beneficial you know what i mean and like yes. for somebody transitioning to gear like that time in your briefs like it's gonna suck if you don't know how to squat in briefs like you're gonna have to learn it's gonna suck and like mm -hmm. but you need to be comfortable in briefs for a long period of time under tension like you want to get good at it, you can't. Like you can't be. You can't be scared of pushing into pressure if you want to be. In, you know, if you're going to be any good in gear, you got to be comfortable being, or at least tolerant, being under pressure. And a great way to do that is to get yourself really tired and then having to push into your briefs and 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 actually rely on them when you're tired as shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm like. I've actually started training with someone who's new to gear, but not new to lifting in general, and it is that getting used to that pressure. Um, and yeah. feeling that, and, you know, you kind of, you kind of forget about it as the time goes on, you know, the no, more I, we're in our, I don't, even, our think, I don't even think about it anymore, but I can, re I can remember like, my God damn, I got to put my briefs on. How bad is this going to feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can remember like pulling them off and looking at my legs yeah. and going like, Oh my God. Now I'm like, I don't even think of it. Yeah. Like I don't even notice, yeah. but yeah. people, 
But no, well, I do, but, but I do part... think that... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but no, I do think that pop squats, especially for raw lifters, are very beneficial. Um, yeah. Love you too, Dan. Um... You're the man. <laughs> yeah. Raw is so... the law. We'll get Dan um, on here. Dan, Dan loves the pressure of uh, powerlifting gear. Advice on opening up shoulders to get under a straight bar. Whoo! Uh, Kate, have you seen how wide my hands are? I'm touching the collars. Um, so probably not. Um, I, I uh, definitely struggle with that. But I do know someone who can help you, and her name is Sarah Buckley. She um, has helped yeah. a lot of issues that I have, that Andy has, that Chris has had, and she, she's very good with uh, mobility and helping <laughs> and helping to work through Sarah, some of those um, Sarah issues that Jen will cure, cure what ails you. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah will, will cure fix what ails anything. And, and there's a there's um, a video that I use uh, that Donnie Thompson has. And it's um, it's a self wrap like his uh, bow tie, and then a shoulder routine that I go through when I use the straight bar to warm my shoulders up, and it helps a great deal too. It's like a moving warm up. It's really yeah. really good. Kate, Kate, if you if you uh, shoot me a message, I'll send you the video. He's got it on his uh, IG, but he just it's like a wrap a knee wrap around your shoulder, and then do some some different like band pull apart type movements, external rotation type movements to to force some blood in there and warm that yeah. area up. And uh, before I got with Sarah, that helped a lot. It's something that I, I don't do as specific because Sarah stuff has me feeling better, but I will go through like a two or three minute routine with it um, prior to, to uh, squatting with a straight bar. And it's, it, it helped me a lot, but Sarah, yeah. Sarah like went from pretty bad pain to basically no pain. Like I have a little bit of elbow pain, but I squatted 975 on, on Sunday. So that's to be expected. So Ooh. Oh, 975. It was high. <laughs> two, two high chains i'm not i'm not but i did have it on my back though for like two seconds all right so um i had i had two questions and we'll get to them pretty briefly um one was how how have you dealt with uh negativity with regards to females in the sport of powerlifting like internet negativity um chris and i have talked about this a lot but i think it'd be good to have you know a, a female kind of touch on that a little bit you know i think that that's a really good question because not just on the internet even in in general um in real life i you know people just like i know that they're trying to like not make it a big deal but people do but the negativity on the internet i mean honestly as long as you were lifting and you were happy and you were enjoying yourself and you were doing what you want to do like that should be the only thing that matters right like I don't really, unless it's like someone I care about or someone that I, you know, respect their opinion, I don't really care what other people say or think about me or, you know, the lifting that I do. You know, even my parents for the longest time, they just didn't understand that at all. So, yeah, mine don't either. Um, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. I got you. Um, so, they didn't understand it at all until, you know, they actually went to a powerlifting meet and they're like, okay, like, this is really cool um but you know when it comes to random strangers on the internet like who cares troll them back if they start trying to start saying stuff to you who cares like we're just you know 
either let it go and don't let it bother you, turn your comment section off, or, you know, I'm back. But as long as you're happy, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think part of the issue, I think part of the issue with people is... Are you, are you there? Can you hear Yeah. Can you hear me? We lost Leah. Can you, can you, am I still yeah, there? I got you. Can you, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. All right, so I, I think part of the issue, too, is just social media has made people so much more aware and comparison-driven. Mm -hmm. and worried like it's given people a platform to 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 give their opinion and it's made people so much more aware of other people's opinions specifically women specifically women in the gym and i i just i, I think you need to remember kind of why you started you know i'm not a female but i think you need to remember why you started and like you started for yourself you didn't start to to impress impress anybody else and this is something that you want to do because it makes you happy and it makes you feel good and if you're not exactly. because it makes you happy and makes you feel good, then go do something that does make you happy because life's too short. And if you are, then don't care about what somebody else has to say about what you choose to do, you know, and what have you. And, and at the end of the day, like the people that are making these comments are not, they're not the type of people that you would hang out with anyways. There he is. <laughs> the people that make these Hi, type Chris. of comments are not, uh, you're just in time, man. We're just talking about how wonderful you are. Um, <laughs> the people who make these type of comments are not the people not the people that, uh, you know, they're not the people that are going to cry at your funeral. They're not the people that are going to, you know, that you're going to call when you're upset. They're not going to people that's going to celebrate your accomplishments. So, like, it, it, if that's the case, then, I, you know, I, my suggestion would be just don't worry about what they have to say. You know, right. that's 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 the bogus portion of this whole deal. Um, you know, and, and I, I'd be remiss not to say, like, if you're the type of person that comments negatively on anybody's lifting, specifically women, um, you should give your phone up, go do something else with your life. Cause that's not, right. like, nobody cares what you think. You know what I mean? And that's just, that that's, that's always kind of been my opinion of the whole deal. Like I just, I, I just don't think it's, I, I don't think people really care about their opinion. You know, I, I don't, and I don't care what people think about me because lifting weights makes me happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. I, I, as long you know, as you're I'm doing whatever female, makes you happy. But like, I have people tell me like, why do you want to be that big? Like, what are you going to oh, do yeah. when this happens? Why, why do you care that much about lifting weights? And I'm just like, why do you eat McDonald's three times a day? Like, I, what, like, what's it to you, man? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, this makes me happy. And it, it, uh, it keeps me out of trouble and it gives me something to focus on. So, like, what's it to you? You know what I mean? Like, it makes I, you happy and it makes you harder to kill. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes it, <laughs> it makes me not want to, like, put my hands on everybody I encounter on a regular basis because, you know. <laughs> It gives me a place to, to push, to push my aggressive, my aggression and anger and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, you can't, the one thing I will tell you though, is if you get into a sport like powerlifting and I've been chastised by the likes of, of Garrett fear by calling it a niche sport, you know, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is a niche sport. It's a fringe sport. It's not a mainstream sport. And, uh, if you expect for people to understand this, I, I, then, then like, it, you you don't get into this sport for acceptance. You get into this sport because it's something you want to do. So if exactly. you expect somebody, what's that? No, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, yeah, I yeah. You, you don't exactly. And, and if you're expecting like, you know, you you can't. It's like you can't expect people, just the average person down the street, to get this. 
they can't expect the average person to understand this. You know what I mean? And this, at the end of the day, no matter how mainstream we want to make it, it still, it doesn't make sense to the average person walking around the streets. So you can't expect them to understand what or the who, what, where, when, why of the things that you do in the gym, you know? Exactly. And especially, especially something happened to society where men just got real comfortable telling women how they're supposed to look and act. So <laughs> I don't really, I don't. Something happened there. Yeah, we don't, we, they, they don't exist just for us to tell them what to do. So I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. uh. No, but and, and, strange, I was going to say, strangers on the internet, like, they shouldn't have, like, they shouldn't no affect space. you at all. No space in your head. Nope. They should have no space. No space in your head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then the other question was obviously being a coach and being a lifter. And now, you know, you're doing the, you know, you do the powerlifting coaching thing. And now you're doing the high school athlete thing. Um, you know, and I know you've programmed for yourself and you've been around some of the, I mean, not some of the, the greatest minds in powerlifting. Um, what is the differences that you, and we, Chris and I have talked about this, so I'll let you roll with this a little bit, but what are some of the differences that you do with beginners, novices high level lifters and then things that you may change for for men versus women if anything um typically um for beginners you know a lot of them do benefit from like some periodization work you know you need to build a base and to throw them into some type of conjugate style of training you know it, it it's it's hard to do especially like you said, a beginner, if you're not, if you don't really have an athletic background, it is very, very hard to do. So I do think that periodization is very beneficial for newbie raw lifters. Um, and just like volume work in general, like we talked about pause squats and everything like that, you know. Um, but I also think that it is very important to make sure that you are addressing um, lifters weaknesses, you know, you have to have an eye to be able to point out exactly what, where are you, where are you strong and where are you? Hi, Becca. Thank is that, you. Is that, <laughs> Becca, is that for me? <laughs> um, <laughs> Seriously. It, it, Andy wishes it was. <laughs> um, but you have to be, be able to point out a lifters weaknesses and their strengths. And that is more, you know, physically and mentally, you know, what yep. can you make them do to help them get stronger? Hi, Kenzie. What's um, up, Kenzie? So you have to have an eye for that. <laughs> um, you have to be able to address those in the appropriate way as well um, by programming exercises. Not And not just the same thing, you know, oh, you have weak hamstrings. Let's do some prone hamstring curls. No, like you need to challenge yourself and you need to challenge the clients to do things that they haven't done before to build that hamstring strength. Um, for men versus women, honestly, not a lot. Um, I don't really change a whole lot. Um, the type of stuff that I do for powerlifting is more individualized for people. Um, so not a whole lot there. I do, like, I do notice that the women are more prone to do the conditioning work. <laughs> I think women, the, I, I think women are more prone to do the program. Like, yes. And, I think they're more prone to just like, if you put it on the sheet of paper, they do it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I don't really change a whole lot for men and women when it comes to their programming. Do you? Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I uh, 
I try to be a little bit, the one thing I notice, and we've talked about this and I'm going to butcher this, so I'm not even going to go that way. But like, I do know with regards to women's cycle that there are times, like I never understood it until like people explained it to me. And there are times when like women are stronger, there are times when they're weaker. So I, I try to be a little bit more aware of like when I'm with them specifically um, to like, all right, you're really strong today. Let's not go crazy with this PR. Like, you know, we may be trying to chip your PR or get a 10 pound PR, but let's not get a 40 pound PR because you, we might hit this again and you might not, you know, cause women have times where they can be really, really strong. And then there's times where they're not as strong based on their yes. cycle. So I think you need to be a little bit more careful with that in general um, and, and kind of have a governor on them with regards to weight on the bar at times. Mm -hmm. um, because I, what you can do is then they, then in turn they get, you know, the PR might be 200 and then one week, then, then one week they come in, they're super strong. They do 230, and then they come in two months later and they do 225 and they're, mm -hmm. they're discouraged. Whereas if you just would have taken 215, which is a 15 pound PR, which is a, a seven and a half percent PR, which for you is 70 pounds <laughs> for me is 70 pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. A seven and a half percent PR, you know, and then, then, then the next time they come in, they don't have a great day. They do 220, but they're still moving, you know, whereas they feel like they take a step back. So I think that's something that, that needs to be, you know, um, I do notice that women are better with reps than men are. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's something I've always kind of known. Um, but I don't, I don't change a ton as far as programming is concerned. Um, you know, I, I think one thing you touched on that I, I do, I do want to just maybe, maybe touch on a little bit is like, I've talked at length at the begin the beginners, anybody can watch a beginner and go like, Oh man, you, you know, your knees come in when you, you squat or, or this happens when you, when you don't. And it's like, well, of course, like you don't need to specifically do anything with that. That's going to get fixed over time because they're just weak. You know what I mean? Like the weakness mm -hmm. is everything. And I think at yeah. times like people get way too specific with beginners where like you're, you're doing them a disservice. You know, it's like same thing with mm -hmm. like bands and chains and, and, and like a crazy amount of specialty bars and all this, this huge exercise pool, you know, that I don't think you need as a beginner. You need time under the bar with basic stuff because exactly. like when you need that safety bar with front pulling bands against chains, you know, that might be what you need to get from 850 to 900. You don't need that to get from 150 to 200. You just need to exactly. train. And you need mm -hmm. to learn how to, you need to learn how to train four days a week. And you need to learn how to complete a training session in the right amount of time and monitor your rest periods and do your squats correctly and stay focused. Like that's where a beginner's focus needs to be. Not on like, you know, can, can I, can I conjugate this exercise as much as possible? Cause I saw, you know, Leah do this, or I saw, you know, I saw Chris with, 1,000 pounds of chains on the bar squat 600 pounds like you don't need that that's what he needs to prepare his his central nervous system to squat you know something crazy that might not be what you need you know right. what I mean so I, I think I think people get way too specific with beginners um, or way too much variety when they may just need like pretty basic I still think exercise rotation is important for beginners but the pool mm -hmm. doesn't need to be as big you know what I mean? Like for me, when I get lifters, like I want to teach them how to box squat, right? So we're going to spend a lot of time on the box and they're going to learn how to box squat, you know? And then when it gets time to go to a meet, like, okay, then we're going to learn how to, how to free squat, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then we're going to learn, you know, and if, and we're going to learn how to utilize these special bars to bring the straight bar up because that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So I think that's something that, 
that happens. And, and the weak point stuff is huge. You know what I mean? Having an eye for, for where people are weak. But most beginners are weak everywhere. And they're just going to benefit from ba basic stuff, in my opinion. Basic stuff. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that, actually. Um, you know, you don't want to throw too much at them all at once. But, you know, honestly, a good coach has an eye for those weaknesses. And they are aware of that. Um, and to be able to teach someone how to be aware and how to use their body is, I think, a very, um, oh, yeah. you know, giving cues is 100%. a very, is, is something like, that this is what you need to be feeling. This is what mm -hmm. this bar is going to make you feel. This is what you need to feel in order to make this, this bar work for you and also get carryover. Yes. Like the, the safety bar sucks. This is how you turn your lats on with the safety bar. So when you when you get the straight bar on your back, your lats are going to be automatically turned on, which yep. you might have taken a year to yep. teach them how to do that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the, exactly. the reason you feel this with the safety bar is because you can't turn your lats on because you're not wedging yourself under the bar. So you need to actively turn your lats on this way. And then, mm. you know, and that's what 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 we're using the bars for. And I, I think I think a lot of times people miss out on that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and Bobby and I on the podcast the other day, we talked about being a professional a lot and like, like part of being a professional is learning how to get through training sessions and learning how to do the things that you need to be able to do to be really good at this sport. You know, you've been around a, a lot more high level lifters than I do, but they train like professionals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do their accessory work. You know, they're not, they're not thumbing through Instagram for an hour and a half and like that, you know, you guys train as a group and they all get through their training. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do everything yeah. that they're supposed to do. And, and that's what you need. That's a gift that, you, you know, so if you're working with beginners, like give them something that they can digest and teach them how to do that and teach them how to train and teach them how to do those things, because that's what's going to like, that's going to make the biggest impact on them today mm -hmm. and then get them prepared for whatever variation you want to throw at them in the future. In my opinion. Exactly. So. No, I agree with that. Any, any other, any other closing that. remarks? No, sir. You have brought, brought uh, some interesting viewership here. See a lot Thank of big you. names on here. <laughs> everybody loves everybody loves Lee. Are you fangirling? No, <laughs> not me. We've been friends for too long. Everybody, everybody's fired up though. So, so. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know Chris is coming down. I think for the storm meet, so we'll have to do a a uh, you know him and I on one side and you on the other one. I know you. I know you love uh, talking fun. to your phone in the car. I know it's your favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So socializing. Um, yes. <laughs> um, cool. I mean. Oh, so so when how are you? How are you feel? Go ahead. I'll just say, when does the storm meet? Uh, Memorial Day. So uh, we can compete on Saturday, and then the the uh, the raw stuffs on Sunday. Okay, cool. So, cool. and you're exactly what two you're inside of two weeks yeah inside of two weeks now week and a half hi and how do we how do we feel i feel good i mean yeah. body i mean obviously ready for a little deload um yeah. just doing some recovery stuff you got a full uh, press this week and that's it right floor press yesterday okay. I, I switched some of my training days around to fit my schedule a little okay. better um so the but yeah, no, work I is good. done. I mean, you got, you got, you got like some recovery, lower accessory stuff, and then just like whatever the cleanup you do in Circumax. Yep. This exactly. weekend. Exactly. So. so. Yep. All right. Cool. Good for well, you. I'm excited though. Yeah. It should be a really good meet. I know you've been a little, like a little tight-lipped about what everything's going to be, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I'll find out like everybody else, I guess. I just don't want to bomb it out. <laughs> no. You, you want to be permitted to bench and deadlift. Yes.
how is the uh, how is the uh, are you feeling good about the bench at least? I know I know you were kind of moving shirts around. Are you feeling good about it? Yeah, a lot better, a lot All better right. in almost every lift now. I mean, I have uh, switched my deadlift stance as well yeah. just to work around some issues that I've been yeah. having. But I mean, maybe I'm a conventional pooler and I didn't know it. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We're about to find out. We're gonna hopefully, hopefully you'll have to pull something good. You know, something, something. I mean, I know you're gonna pull something no, more than respectable, but hopefully you'll get a chance to pull something to, to do your thing. Yeah. So that's that's the goal. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on. We'll do it again. Um, Thanks. We, Thanks for having me. We, obviously, obviously, we wish you the best of luck. We'll, uh, you know. I know the world will be watching, but you know Chris and I will be watching with – better be getting uh, – wh whoever's going to be there, I need uh, uh, I need updates, so. Updates, yeah. Yeah, so who, <laughs> I'll who's – uh, Connor, Connor on that. Yeah, tell Connor I need updates. Like, buy the attempt updates, so. <laughs> All right, dude, I appreciate you. We're going to go bench. Sounds good. Have a great Thank day. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Chris and I will be back. Thank see you. See you later. See ya. Bye.